You are tuned to KVMR-FM Nevada City, KCPC Camino. It's 6 p.m. Thursday, the first day of September 2022. I'm Joyce Miller, and this is the KVMR Evening News. An era of extremes. That's what Governor Gavin Newsom called it when he declared a state of emergency in advance of the heat wave bearing down on our region. The California report finds we could be looking at rotating power outages and more. Felton Pruitt looks into Nevada County's plans to make the heat more manageable and also tells us about a hot time Friday night in downtown Nevada City. We end with an essay by Molly Fisk. This is the California Report. I'm Madi Bolaños in San Francisco. Governor Newsom has declared a state of emergency for California as a heat wave takes hold of the state. And officials warn there could be rolling blackouts if power demand starts to outpace supplies. Rotating outages are are a possibility, but not an inevitability. That's Elliot Mainzer, president of the state's power grid operator, who says we need to reduce electricity use throughout the holiday weekend, especially during late afternoon and early evening. And a potentially strong influencing variable will be the response that we get uh, from consumers and business to take the steps that we've detailed uh, under the flex alert request. So those actions between 4 to 9 p.m., that specific reduction in electricity consumption, if everybody does their part and pitches in and just moves their electricity consumption out of those periods, that can be a significant difference maker. Excessive heat warnings have been issued in all of Southern California up into the Central Valley, and the high temps are expected to spread into Northern California and into next week. The emergency declaration allows Newsom to temporarily increase energy production and relax rules aimed at curbing air pollution. In a news conference yesterday, Newsom was clear, climate change is to blame. For years and years and years, and I would put this in global terms, we all of us have been trying to outrun Mother Nature. But it's pretty clear uh, that Mother Nature uh, has outrun us. The reality is we're living in an era of extremes, extreme heat, extreme drought. And with the flooding that we're experiencing around the globe, just ask folks in Missouri and Kentucky or in Pakistan, uh, the extreme floods as a consequence uh, of Mother Nature's fury. Cooling centers are being opened across the state, and officials are encouraging people to seek comfort at public libraries and stores, even if just for a few hours, to prevent overheating. The route fire near Castaic in Los Angeles County shut down the 5 freeway and prompted evacuations, burning more than 4,600 acres. Firefighters have also suffered heat-related injuries because of the blaze. In other news, water, power, and land are all in short supply in California, but a new test project in the Central Valley town of Ceres may provide at least a partial solution to all of these shortages. The California Report's Amanda Stupai has more. Solar canals are simple, in theory. Build canopies over miles of aqueducts and place solar panels on top of those canopies. The shade from the canopies limits water evaporation, and the solar panels produce renewable energy. Oh, and building on top of existing infrastructure saves money on land. Research out of UC Merced found that canopies lower evaporation in aqueducts by as much as 82%. That would add up to be about 63 billion gallons of water if all of California's irrigation system was covered. Josh Weimer is with the Turlock Irrigation District. 
He says the pilot will involve building at two locations, one with a canal that's over 110 feet wide. And that's something that the state of California is very interested in, and it's the reason that they are providing the funding for this project because their aqueduct system、uh, is very wide. It's a very large system, and so they're very curious to see: Does this make sense? Is this something that they're able to do? If the test replicates UC Merced's results, solar canals may be popping up all over. Weimer says he's already fielding calls about the project. We've had multiple inquiries from across the state,、uh, the country, and, and honestly, the world. Had a conversation this morning with people in Romania about this. Researchers hope they'll be able to share results by 2024. For the California Report, I'm Amanda Stupai. Twenty-two thousand Kaiser nurses are protesting today, calling for improved safety conditions and increased staffing. They join Kaiser Mental Health Care workers who are nearing their third week on strike. KQED health correspondent Leslie McClurg has more. This morning, nurses are protesting outside 22 Kaiser facilities in Northern California and Los Angeles. Catherine Kennedy is a staff nurse in Roseville. We don't have enough resources in order to care for our patients. She has worked for Kaiser for nearly 41 years. She says staffing shortages have plagued her facility for decades, but the pandemic has made them much worse. There was no time to even stop, debrief, take a breath. Kaiser says they are trying to hire, but face nursing shortages across the country. The collective bargaining agreement between Kaiser and Northern California nurses expires at midnight tonight. For the California Report, I'm Leslie McClurg. And finally, more than a week after Governor Newsom vetoed a bill that would provide safe consumption sites for people who use drugs, advocates remain defiant. As we hear from KQED reporter Holly McDeed, they used Overdose Awareness Day yesterday to reaffirm their commitment to continue the fight. Alay Del Pinal is the founder of West Oakland Punks with Lunch, one of the state's largest distributors of naloxone, the overdose reversal medication. On the personal level, she's honoring people who've died, but professionally, she's angry. Over ten thousand people died from drug overdoses from October 2020 to September 2021 in California. Newsom vetoed a bill that would have allowed for safe consumption site pilots in San Francisco, Los Angeles, and Oakland. Realistically, it feels like people don't care, or like our government doesn't care about people who use drugs. Then, in this year's budget, the legislature did not continue funding for a program that supported work by harm reduction groups in dozens of counties. That funding had helped Punks with Lunch hire staff for the first time. They plan to continue reversing overdoses with or without the government's help. Some of the most remarkable people that we meet are like people who use drugs. People are deserving of that love, of that medical attention, of not dying. It's it's such a it's so disappointing. In a statement, a spokesperson for the governor's office said the budget does include support for medication to treat addiction and syringe exchange programs. For the California Report, I'm Holly J. McDeed. Support for the California Report comes from the James Irvine Foundation, committed to a California where all low-income workers have the power to advance economically. Learn more at irvine.org. Paint Care, now with 834 drop-off sites in California, where households and businesses can recycle their leftover paint. More at PaintCare.org. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes Schmidt Ocean Institute, 
Coming this fall, the launch of research vessel FALCOR-2, advancing the frontiers of ocean science and exploration, on the web at schmidtocean.org. And that's the California Report for Thursday, September 1st. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm your host, Madi Bolaños. Thanks for listening, and have a great day. Turning to the regional forecast from the National Weather Service and air quality data from Purple Air. Tonight in Nevada City and Grass Valley will be clear with a low around 71. The air quality index is in the single digits. Friday will be sunny and hot with a high near 99 and a low near 69. In Truckee and Lake Tahoe tonight, clear with a low around 54. The air quality index average is hovering around 40. Friday will be sunny with a high near 87 and a light west wind becoming southwest 10 to 15 miles per hour in the afternoon. Friday night will be clear with a low around 53 and southwest wind 5 to 15 miles per hour. In Sacramento and Woodland tonight, clear with a low around 66. The air quality index is averaging in the 20s, which is satisfactory. Friday will be sunny and hot with a high near 102 and a low near 65. You're listening to the Evening News on KVMR. Unless you've been holed up in a climate-controlled sensory deprivation chamber, it will come as no surprise that we're on the brink of an epic heat wave. But you may not know that Nevada County has plans in place to help residents cope. KVMR's favorite cool customer, Felton Pruitt, gets the scoop on how we can stay healthy and safe in the coming days. We're talking with Taylor Wolf, the public information officer for Nevada County. Taylor, we've got some hot weather coming our way. What's the county got up its sleeve to help people out? Absolutely. We do have hot weather coming our way, and the National Weather Service in Sacramento has issued an excessive heat warning uh, for all of western Nevada County starting Saturday. So we will be opening two cooling centers from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. starting Saturday through Tuesday, um, September 3rd through the 6th at the Grass Valley Library and the Pin Valley Library. These spaces will offer air conditioned space. We'll have water available. Um, We welcome folks to bring their well-behaved pets on a leash as well, and both locations are ADA accessible. Uh, But we would like to remind people for these cooling centers specifically, um, during regular library hours, library desk services will be available. Um, However, as long as the the cooling centers are open, residents can also access both Wi-Fi and look at the uh, library materials while using the space, although they may not be able to check out a book if that service desk is not open for its regular library hours. Very good. Well, I'm sure that a lot of folks are going to need that. Is there anything else the county has planned? Yeah, so we are reminding people, you know, as temperatures climb into the weekend, it's still very, very hot heading into Saturday before we reach that peak of heat, um, that the library branches are still open for their regular hours. They're great places to go and cool down. Um, You know, it is a holiday weekend, so heading to a movie might be a great option this weekend during the heat of the day, um, or even running your errands and, and heading into the grocery store during that heat to get some relief as well. Um, we're also just reminding people to, you know, 
stay tuned and take care of yourself during the hot weather. Please make sure if you have a family or friends that might be more sensitive to the heat, that's especially people that are, you know, the very young senior citizens, pregnant women, or people with chronic medical conditions, um, do give them a call and check in with them, especially if they do not have air conditioning, just to make sure that they're okay since we are going through this excessive heat warning. Um, making sure we're taking care of our pets, you know, don't leave them in your car where it gets really hot incredibly quickly. Also be careful with them. If you're taking them out on a walk, pavement can be incredibly hot as well. Um, please don't burn their paws and, and take care of them too. Um, and just be aware of the signs of heat illness. Those are things like dizziness, nausea, headaches, and muscle cramps. Um, and making sure to stay hydrated. So drinking plenty of water, um, especially if you're doing outdoor activities, uh, taking frequent breaks if you're playing outdoors, making sure you're wearing your sunscreen, your sunglasses, and uh, clothing that helps protect you from the heat and the sun as well. So if people want more information about the cooling centers and other ways to cool off, uh, what's the website? People can visit our website at nevadacountyca.gov and find more information under our news section for the cooling centers. It has all the information you need there. Um, you know, I'd like to remind people as well, they've probably been hearing from uh, PG&E, our local power company um, here in Nevada County, um, and also California ISO. Uh, there is uh, flex alerts going on right now for power that they're announcing the last two days, so most mornings, um, to make sure people are lowering their power usage uh, from 4 p.m. to 9 p.m. during those peak hours. So if you do have AC, maybe keeping it a little bit higher, around 78 or 80 degrees uh, getting the cool air in during the nighttime and, and shutting your house up during the heat of the day to try to keep it cooler. Um, and then, of course, too, you know, during this hot weather um, and Labor Day holiday weekend, being fire safe is incredibly important this weekend, too. So um, making sure you're not dragging those chains if you're hauling a trailer um, you know, avoiding uh, some of that yard work that might create sparks, uh, like a lawnmower hitting a rock, um, being careful of how you dispose of cigarette butts. All of those things will be incredibly important this weekend. We'd hate to see um, something create a big wildfire as we're heading into the uh, holiday weekend. Now, it's all good advice. I, I saw somebody throwing their cigarette butt out of their car yesterday. So we got to remind people, you know, that's what the ashtrays are for. Exactly. Exactly. All right. That's Taylor Wolf, Public Information Officer for Nevada County. Thanks for all the info, Taylor. Thank you, Felton. It doesn't exactly feel like summer is on its way out, but the calendar doesn't lie. One harbinger of fall, downtown Nevada City will hold the last art walk of the season Friday, starting at 5 p.m. And here's another one. The Constitution Day Parade is just around the corner. We're talking with Stuart Baker. He's the executive director of the Nevada City Chamber of Commerce. Stuart, we get together with you once a month to find out what's happening in our beautiful city. What's happening in Nevada City? All right, Felton, thanks. We just finished a very successful run of the Nevada City Film Festival, which was this past weekend. The next event is this coming Friday on September 2nd, and that's for the 
Labor Day weekend, and that is the final art walk this summer. And that's going to be from five to nine, and it's going to be throughout downtown Nevada City. And it's an opportunity for folks to uh, talk with artists, to see work on display, and to see how artists do the work they do. So that's coming up this Friday. And our next big event is the Constitution Day weekend, which is the 17th and 18th of September. Um, The parade is on Sunday. September 18th, and we'll have the concert uh, the, the day before on Saturday at 4.30 p.m. on uh, North Pine Street. So those two events will be there. The parade is on Sunday, and looking forward to both of that. And what's also wonderful is the return of the 49er Rotary Duck Race, and that's also the... Uh, the prelims are going to be starting at noon and the grand prize race will be roughly at 3.30 and that's down on uh, Deer Creek. So welcome back to a number of things that have been on hiatus during the pandemic. Um, we're, we're excited about both of those. A new thing that we're having, and this is not till early October, but it's worth mentioning is that a group of folks that have Mercedes-Benz 300 SL Gullwing cars, they're the, supposedly the ultimate classic car, they're all going to be converging on Broad Street for a fundraiser on Thursday, October 13th at noon, and it'll be a great event for folks to uh, see these classic cars, and it's actually going to be a fundraiser as well, and we're looking at where the proceeds are going to be going, so look forward to that. Give people a little more of the the context and the history of, of Constitution Day. Sure. So it's been a tradition in Nevada City since 1967. And this is actually the 57th annual Constitution Day Parade. There's going to be a reenactment of the Civil War, or at least the, um, a very small reenactment uh, at Pioneer Park. And this has been going on there. There is a, uh, a March of the Presidents where you'll see actual presidents and their wives. That's the famous uh, Marching Presidents, a legendary historic parade part. <laughs> Exactly. So that's the highlight for everyone. And uh, we'll see depictions of uh, of all, what are we at, 46 presidents at this point? So, uh, yeah, so, so those are some of the highlights. And uh, the parade itself, actually, there'll be um, some festivities beforehand, but the actual parade will start at 2 p.m. And there'll be things happening at noon. So the shuttle, we're actually... Uh, there'll be a shuttle from the Ruth Center, and that starts at noon. There'll be some preliminary stuff that's happening, and of course, the duck race, but the actual parade begins at 2 p.m. We're talking with Stuart Baker, the executive director of the Nevada City Chamber of Commerce. Anything else you want folks to put on their radar uh, for our fine city? No, nothing right now. It's, uh, you know, fall, looking forward, counting the days till we can see some fall colors. Give folks the uh, website. Sure. It is NevadaCityChamber.com, and that will give you all the exact times and details on the different events coming up. All right. Thank you very much, Stuart. Great. Thanks, Felton. And now, Molly Fisk. Molly Fisk, Observations from a Working Poet. 
At four this morning, I was awakened by the smell of skunk. I rolled out of bed and stood up, my brain evaluating the situation. Not a big, close, or recent spraying. Faint, but unmistakable. The sound of uncat-like chewing came from the kitchen. I can't describe cat-like chewing, but when it's not a cat, it's obvious. Possums chew as if they're breaking up individual food pellets with a hammer. Skunks chew fast and in bursts, with more of a chip than a chomp sound, like a kid might eat an ear of corn if he'd lost his two front teeth and had to use his incisors. My skunk persuasion tactic is to shuffle into the kitchen, scuffing my feet so it doesn't get startled, and keep up a friendly monologue about how skunks live outdoors and it's time to go home now, this is not your house, etc., I am finally smart enough to put the cat food bowls away at night, but some people, I'm looking at you, India, cat of great appetite and unslenderness, demand treats and then abandon a few on the floor. The skunks are grateful. I am less so. As I've reported before, often skunks hear me coming and turn left to hide under my grandmother's hutch. This is not ideal but at least it's so low under there they can't stand up, which is the only way they spray. This seemed to be a new skunk. He didn't leave immediately, but when he finally saw me and zipped over to the cat door, his tail was much fluffier than any others I've seen. He bolted, the fine aroma of his ilk wafting gently behind him. As it was still the middle of the night, I opened the back door and locked the cat door. I can't do this all night because my cats want to go in and out. When they cannot, they wake me up. This is not acceptable, as I'm sure you understand. India and Mimi just meow severely. But Jack, if he can't budge me by staring from two inches away or pawing my face, jumps onto my bureau and whacks the necklaces hanging on the wall. For some reason, this sound has me on my feet in seconds, fully adrenalized. It isn't valuable jewelry, and none of it would break if it fell. I don't know why this acts on my brain like a baby's cry acts on a parent. And how did Jack discover it worked so well? He isn't a wise cat, but he's canny, street smart. In the movies, he would be played by Robert Downey Jr. He's the one who figured out if you catch a gopher, you should eat it in the bathtub because it won't be able to escape up those smooth porcelain sides and now they all do it. I went back to bed. A scrabbling sound was heard from the deck. I ignored it. It persisted. The skunk was trying to dislodge the cat door's lock. These cat treats are like crack cocaine. I lay in bed wondering if my patience would outlast the skunk's determination, and then I must have fallen asleep because I woke to my alarm at seven from a dream of looking up whether skunks fart or not. I actually did look it up, and Professor Google says yes. Award-winning poet Molly Fisk writes, coaches, and teaches writing in California's Sierra Nevada foothills. You can reach her at mollyfisk.com. This program is produced at the studios of KVMR-FM, Nevada City, California. Funding is provided by Harmony Books of Downtown Nevada City, 
and KVMR with support from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. That's our newscast. KVMR Community Radio gets support from Tripp's Auto Body Shop, local owned since 1954, reminding listeners motorists have the right to choose an auto repair shop for insured collision repair. Open weekdays, 8 to 5, Freeman Lane, Grass Valley, tripsautobody.com. And Paul Emery Music and the Miners Foundry, presenting the tradition of religious tolerance and mystic Sufi teachings with the devotional Kowali music of Fana Fiala, Wednesday, September 7th, 7.30 p.m. at the Miners Foundry, Nevada City. Information at paulemerymusic.com. This is Joyce Miller signing off. Stay cool and join us Friday at 6 for another edition of the KVMR Evening News. Thank you.